James Clear once said, your environment is the invisible hand that shapes your behavior. So today we're going to take a hard look at the things around us that maybe we need to change if we really want to see change in our lives. Are you ready to make a change in your life but not sure where to start? Welcome to Moms on the Rise, where we believe that as moms and as women, we can choose to create a life we love. I'm Camille Beckstrand, a mindset coach and fellow mom on this journey of rising up in all areas of our lives. So join me and let's rise together. Hey everyone, welcome back to Moms on the Rise. I'm so glad that you are here. My name is Camille. For those of you who maybe this is your first time here, but just as a quick introduction to myself, I am a wife to Jared. I'm a mom to four kids, ages six to 16. I am a mindset coach. I got certified in that a couple, it's been about a year and a half. And I also love nachos. That's my most favorite food. So with that being said, I want to jump into today's podcast. I shared that James Clear quote, your environment is the invisible hand that shapes your behavior. Your environment, the things all around you, even though we don't realize that they have such an impact on our behavior, they do. And so I wanted to talk about that today. I first want to tell you a quick story. A couple of years ago, let's see, it has probably been nine or 10 years ago. It was a while. So I had three kids at that point and it was getting close to my birthday and my gift that I wanted that year. I was a big fan of The Biggest Loser when that TV show was on. I just was so, I loved the storytelling of it. I loved getting to know those people and seeing their journeys and I mean, it was a popular show for a reason. It was done very well. It was the reality TV of it. Like, it sucked you in. And come to find out, there was a, I think they called it a ranch, just a place that Biggest Loser owned down in St. George, Utah, which was about five or six hours away from me. But this ranch was basically kind of the same setup that you saw on the Biggest Loser show. They had this huge gym where you could work out with treadmills and all the weights and the equipment that you would need. And then there was a swimming pool and there were classes going on and then there were chefs cooking your food for you. And I just thought, this is amazing. I want to go here. And I convinced Jared that him and I could go down to this ranch and spend a couple of days down there. Now, they recommended that you stay for at least a week, because that's about how long it took to see changes. But there were people who would check themselves in to these facilities and stay there for two or three months at a time. I just thought this is incredible. So Jared and I went down. Now, because we had four kids, I am so blessed to have some little sisters that volunteered to, and my mom volunteered to step in and take care of our three kids while we went down there. And we checked into this It was almost like a hotel, the room that we were staying in. It was like a hotel and they hand you your itinerary for the week. And when you first get there, they do weigh in and they do before and after pictures. And I just remember thinking, this is amazing. Like, this is just me. This is my first start. It's going to be incredible. Now, because we had all these kids and family helping us watch the kids and my kids were young at that time, maybe just like seven, five, and three. We could only stay for four days. So it was going to be a short stay. And this is really one of the first times I'd ever left my kids, but it was incredible. And so we go to bed that night and they're like, okay, we start first. This was like Sunday night. And like, we start first thing Monday morning. 
you have to be checking in for your early morning hike at 6 a.m. It's like, oh my gosh, that means I have to get up at like 5.45 to make it there for check-in. So spend the week there and or the four days there. And it was crazy because every morning started at 5.45, you go down to the lobby, they give you your snacks where you have like a cheese stick and an apple, you get to pick your snacks. That's usually what I would pick in the morning. And you head into the vans and they take you on a hike. And because of where it's at down in southern Utah, it's warm year round, mostly warm. And so they can do these hikes year round. But the hikes through southern Utah are incredible. So every morning started with a hike. It would usually go for about two hours. We are talking just so many steps. They weren't super intense hikes. You could pick the level of intensity, but so much walking, so much moving. And then we come back and we'd eat breakfast. And then we would head to morning workouts, which was cardio or swimming. You got to pick kickboxing. I remember doing like some HIIT workouts and Tabata or weights. And then you would have lunch and then you would go to some classes that taught you about like the mental side of health and emotional eating and just being in control of your choices. Like I loved the classes and the education. And then we would have a late afternoon workout and then we would eat dinner. And then by that time, your body was so tired that you would crash and just go to bed. The food was amazing. It was perfectly calculated down to the macro and calorie that your body needed. And it was delicious. I didn't have to cook any of it. It was incredible. And I felt so good for those four days when I was there. So like I said, there for four days. At the end of those four days, they did a quick before and after picture again. Well, the after picture and then weighed me again. And like I had lost seven pounds in those four days. And I thought, this is incredible. This is just putting me on this new trajectory of a new life. Like I'm going to go home. I have all these things that I know I need to change. I need to eat better. I need to move a little bit more throughout the day. And I went back home and Jared went back to work and I went back to caring for my kids and working on my own business that I worked at from home. And suddenly I gained that seven pounds back within like a week. And I just remember being so frustrated because I thought, I know what I need to be doing But I came back from this experience and just fell right back into my everyday life. And I started to think about it and thought, you know, yeah, of course I lost seven pounds. I was moving my body all day. I was eating all this super healthy food that someone was preparing for me. There was no sugar allowed on that campus, on that ranch we were at. And what's so funny, Jared and I did sneak out one night and we went and bought gummy bears because we were just craving something sweet so bad. But That's a side note, neither here nor there, but it was just so fascinating to me how quickly I fell back into my old routine, how quickly I fell back into my old way of eating, how quickly I just fell back into exactly how I was before I had this transformative experience at the Biggest Loser Ranch, at this Fitness Ridge Ranch. And I just have always thought since that experience, like your environment really does determine the choices that you will make. And maybe not 100% of the time, but it does have a really big impact on the choices and the behaviors that you have. I just wanted to kind of tell you some of the things that I have done in the years since going to that experience, that Biggest Loser experience, the things that I've done to kind of design my environment so that it helps me move closer towards my goals, so that it makes those good decisions easier to make, And maybe the decisions that aren't as good for me, a little bit harder to make. When I thought back to my time at this Fitness Ridge place, I was thinking about how much I 
liked getting up early and getting a workout in in the day. And it was funny because I had somebody to report to at 545 in the morning. So I had to get up because I couldn't let them down. Like they were counting on me to show up. But I felt like at home, there wasn't anybody expecting me or counting on me to wake up at the crack of dawn and get my workout in. But that was something that I wanted to do. I was the snooze queen for the first, I don't know, 15, 16 years of our marriage. I loved pushing the snooze button. Five more minutes meant everything to me. I just wasn't ready to get up. And Jared once said to me, he's like, I don't think you'll ever get over pushing snooze. Like, I think you will always be a snoozer. And I just thought, I don't want to be that person anymore. And so for me, the thing that changed that, the way I changed my environment was I just had to move my alarm clock far away from my bed. And so when it goes off in the morning, instead of me just rolling over and slapping the snooze button, it comes down to me getting up and getting out of bed to walk across the room and push the snooze button. By changing and tweaking my environment just that little bit got me up and got me moving. And for me, as soon as I'm up, it's really hard for me to get back into bed because I've just, my brain starts going and I feel like, okay, there are things I got to do. And I know it's not that way for everyone, but that is one way that I tweaked my environment to help me get up in the mornings. The other thing that I loved about my experience at Fitness Ridge at this biggest loser campus was that they put us to bed early. After dinner, they would send us to our rooms. It was like 6.30 and we were so tired. But then it was lights out at 9 p.m. Even though it was so hard to wake up at 5.45, I was actually getting a really good amount of sleep because we were going to bed so early. So another thing that I've tried to do is to start to go to bed a little bit earlier. And the way that I've had to do this is I have had to set time limits on my phone. I've had to set time limits on TVs. I've had to set time limits on my computers that they all shut down 1030 at the very latest. My phone, actually, I have time limits set on it from 7 p.m. on. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. But I just had to set those time limits up so that my phone and my computer and my TVs would just automatically turn off or at least check and say, oh, your lemon is up. Do you want to be done? As a reminder to me that, oh, it's time to go to bed. As much as I want to binge this show, sleep is more important. Morning Camille will be so grateful if I go to bed a little bit earlier. So that's another thing I've had to start doing is putting myself to bed at a decent hour so that I can wake up a little bit earlier. The next thing that I have been working on in my environment is snacks. I am a snacky person. I would probably rather eat snacks like graze all day than actually sit down and eat a meal. I love a good snack. And so something for me, those snacks have just kind of started to be mindless calories that add up. I'm not even that hungry, but ooh, a snack sounds good. And so for me, some of my favorite snacks are like just little crackers and little like salty or savory little snacks that I could just snack on. And what I've done is I used to think, oh, just throw away all the snacks, throw away all the junk food, get it out of our house. But I didn't want it to be that way. I didn't want to live in this restricted, deprived home. Just wanted them to be less available to me. And so what I did was I started putting snacks on the very top shelf of my pantry, kind of tucked behind some things. I know that they are there, but two things for me happen here. Number one, out of sight, out of mind. 
when I can't see them, when I don't automatically see them, I do sometimes forget that they are there. And then the second thing is I have to work a little bit harder to get to them. And it's in that couple of seconds that it takes me to get to them that my brain can kind of be like, oh, do I really want this? Or am I just eating it out of habit? Am I eating it just because it's there? And it's interesting the conversations that happen in my head when I start to think that way of like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm not hungry. It's just I'm bored or I'm just in transition from one thing to the next and just thought I'd grab a snack. Like just kind of gives me that self-check. And so I just try to make those snacks that maybe I mindlessly snack on a little bit less available. But on the flip side, I did try to make like fruits and vegetables a little bit more available. So I got a fruit bowl and we keep that out on our counter. So that's like in the main thing in the kitchen that you see all the time. I also every week will have just some veggies chopped up and we keep them in our fridge just so they are ready to grab and go anytime. I found if I don't have them ready to go, I don't tend to eat them as much. So when it came to snacks for me, I just had to make some a little bit more available and some a little bit less available. And by tweaking my environment that way, it helped to make me make better decisions. Another behavior that I wanted to work on was just, and I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, but I wanted to have a better relationship with God. And for me, that meant reading my scriptures a little bit more often, turning to the word a little bit more often. And I felt like as a mom, I gave myself permission to be like, oh, I'm just in a really busy season right now. It's not my time to be deep diving into scriptures. Maybe that will be me later down the road. But I just felt like if I accepted that excuse that I was really missing out on strengthening my relationship with God and learning more about Him and working on that. And so what I would start to do was just leave my scriptures out around the house. Sometimes they'd be in the kitchen. Sometimes they'd be in my bedroom. Sometimes I would leave them open to a page. And then as I would walk by, as I'm like doing laundry or as I'm making dinner, I'd just kind of glance over at the scriptures and maybe read a quick verse, just one verse. But then I could kind of think about it as I was folding the laundry or as I was doing the dishes or as I was going on a walk with my kids. And just by having my scriptures out in my sight, it changed how often I looked at them. And the more often I looked at them, the more I read them. And the more I read them, the better my relationship with God came, all because I just started leaving my scriptures out. So tiny tweak of leaving my scriptures out, but sent me in a trajectory of completely different behavior. Okay, and the last way that I wanted to share with you of how I have changed some behaviors I wanted to work on was my social media usage. And I've talked about social media. It comes up almost every single podcast, but that's because it had such an impact on me. But something that I really worked on was just setting healthy boundaries for me around my social media usage. And I don't even post anything to social media, but I would find myself still kind of mindlessly scrolling and even looking at Pinterest for recipes, I could get lost down a rabbit hole of the best foods to smoke for Sunday dinners or whatever it was. And so what I have started to do, I've done two things that have helped so much because when you start to look at your time usage and how much time you are spending on different apps, and maybe it's not a social media app for you, but maybe it's another app or I even find myself getting lost in the news app as I try to stay current on the daily events going on in our world. Like I can get sucked into reading the news for an hour. So whatever app it is that is sucking your time, maybe find a way to set some healthy limits. And so 
One thing that I would do, this I did with social media, is I just deleted the app completely. And it was funny because like the muscle memory of my fingers to scroll to that app and click it open and it was gone. It was like, oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that I was trying to open that app. It just what my fingers did as they were looking at my phone. And so by deleting the app, the only way I could look at it was to re-upload the app to my phone and then I could get on the app. And it just, like with the snacks, by putting them up higher on a shelf, it gave me that moment to think, oh, do I really want this? By deleting my app, And having to re-upload it to look at it gave me just that moment to realize, oh, do I really want to look at this right now? Is this really what I need? Or do I need to go to sleep? Or do I need to spend time with my family? Or maybe I just need to read a book or do something else. Like It just gave me that moment to figure out what it is I really needed. Another thing that I would do after the kids were in bed I was so tired and you're just brain dead by the end of the day. And I would sit on the couch and the way that I would choose to veg out to just kind of like detox from the day is to just scroll social media, scroll mindlessly. And so I actually started setting a time limit on my social media usage where I can only spend 20 minutes a day on social media. And after I've spent that 20 minutes, the app shuts down and says, you've used your time limit for today. It's the same thing that I do for my teenagers' phones. I set limits on certain apps on their phones because I don't want them to waste their time on apps all day long. And if I expect that of them, I should expect that of myself. I don't want to waste my time by spending it on useless apps on my phone all day long. So setting that time limit, it's just that little reminder of, oh, I've already spent 20 minutes on this today. I don't need to spend any more time. But just by adding that tiny time limit or deleting the app, just changed my behavior enough that I don't use the app as much anymore. I'm not wasting my time as much anymore. I'm able to get in a little bit more time reading with my daughter or talking to my husband at night or going on a walk for myself, behind myself, just to escape the day and to detox that way. Just been fascinating. The tiniest tweaks to your environment can have such a huge impact on your behavior. So the question I want to ask you today is what changes can you make to your environment? What tiny tweaks can you make to your home? Can you make to your office? Can you make to your car? Can you make to your bedroom? Can you make to your phone? Whatever that needs to be. What little tweaks do you need to make that'll help you become a better version of yourself or make it easier to become that person that you want to become? And I don't want this to be overwhelming. I don't want you to feel like, oh, I got to change everything now. Just pick one thing. Focus on that one thing. Master it. And then add on to it if you want to. But I know, speaking from experience, that your environment absolutely is that invisible hand that shapes your behavior. And if you're struggling to make a change, you want to make a change, and it's just not happening, take a look at your environment. What tweak can you make? Promise it will make such a huge difference. All right. Thanks for joining me today. I love these conversations with you and I hope that you find them helpful too. If you want to work with Jared and I, head over to mommytummyfix.com where you can sign up to join our program and the community of ladies we have there. We would absolutely love to have you join us. And I think that's all for today. So we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on the Rise podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mommy Tummy Fix program. If you are interested in learning more about how to take care of your body from a place of love, 
Head over to themommytummyfix.com and join our community of over 10,000 women who are finding ways to live a complete and healthy life, one small choice at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, a rating, and follow along so that you don't miss a single conversation. Keep on rising.